Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, Pro Bowl quarterback Gus Farad joining us on video chat this morning. How about that? Uh, when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I think that Coach Reed does a great job of, of, you know, understanding who his weapons are for for Patrick Mahomes and letting them run routes, letting them do things that they're really good at. Mm. I think that every defensive coordinator is calling the Saints right now and trying to figure out how they can beat the Buccaneers as well. This is the Rod Peterson Show. And nobody's been able to do it. Yeah, Gus Farad coming up here as part of Super Week. Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Emanating from the bunker out here in Western Canada, this is Canada's daytime sports talk show. A lot is popping, so we're going to jump right into it. Last hour, we had the assistant general manager of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the reigning Grey Cup champions, Ted Govea, with us. This hour, we will be talking Super Bowl 55 with Pro Bowl quarterback Gus Farratt and CFL NFL alum Brandon London of Giants TV. But just ahead of the quick six show topics, I don't want to. I want to say the same thing that I did an hour ago for the benefit of the viewers that weren't watching an hour ago. When I say that we are broadcasting in all 10 provinces and 31 states on the Game Plus TV network, I have written down the states, and let's go through it again. You don't mind, do you? No, hit it. Okay, and the cable services on which we're provided. On Optimum Cable, New Jersey, New York City, and Connecticut. From the Buckeye Cable System. Toledo, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, and the greater state of Ohio. Chantel Cable, that is in Virginia. Sudden Link slash Altus Cable, NYC, and New Jersey. From HTC Cable, all across South Carolina. Loud and proud in Myrtle Beach in Charleston, South Carolina. On the RCN Cable We are available in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. We talk about all those Philly viewers. For some reason, they like us in Philly more than Boston. I don't know why. On Vive Cable, we're available in Oklahoma and Texas. And here's the big one. TDS Cable, they're really big. They're like Rogers in Canada. Or Eastlink out of the Maritimes, like really big. We're on the air in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, New York again, the Empire State. Wow. Is that offensive? Vermont and Maine. So there you go. That's where they're watching us today. Send us a text to the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777, because for some reason, Facebook comments for us are down today. But before I go back to the text line, let's jump into the quick six show topics, please. And thank you, Director Jordan. For those that have just found us, the quick six show topics are six topics in order of importance to me, the host. So if you don't like him, keep it to yourself. Number one. A tweet from Sportsnet host Jeff Merrick last night said that the Western Hockey League is moving to a Regina bubble. They're going to bring the East Division teams, seven of them now, I guess, here into the sweatpants capital. And it'll be a bubble, and they'll be playing out of the Brand Center, which is our local hockey rink, arena, and the University of Regina, supposedly, according to the Winnipeg Free Press, is going to house these teams 
And it's up to three months, they're telling us. So my thing is, we've heard all these same things too. I'm not saying anything because I don't want to jinx it. We're told and we're hoping to have a role in some form or fashion of this. So I'm just saying, let's have the news conference and uh, let's play. But until it's done, I don't know what the tweet from Jeff Merrick serves. Because my phone's been blowing up all day saying, this isn't done yet. It's not done yet. There's a lot of red tape. We haven't cleared all the hurdles. So I don't know why. I'm not blaming Jeff Merrick. I'm wondering why they're sending him the information to put out on Twitter because I don't know that it was a benefit. Yeah, I, I kind of go the other way a little bit. I think, I think it is a benefit. Is this the face-off? This might be the face-off. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You know what? If the bubble's been approved, that's great. But we do need a caution. That's only step one. Right. The bubble being approved is only step one. You talk about that red tape. Educate me, please. It's money. Right. You have to get all the teams in. The testing has to be, you know, fulfilled just because the plan's on paper. Now you got to fulfill all these things that are in that plan. So if the, the plan's been approved, that's great. That means the leaders have done a really good job presenting a plan that the government can sign off on. They feel secure about and we feel safe. That's good. But now you got to get Manitoba on board. You got to get those, you know, the uh, the Winnipeg Ice, the Brandon Wheat Kings. They got to be on board to come in. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things. You got to get the housing checked off. You got to get the transportation. You got to figure out broadcasting. You got to figure out all these things yet. But I do think it's tremendously exciting that the bubble's been approved and that uh, at least step one has been cleared. I think that's really, really exciting. Oh, my only point is I just hope that, you know, the health people don't see this tweet. Dr. Shahab, our province's top doctor, surfing Twitter and goes, what? I didn't approve this. And he gets mad and just goes, nope, no soup for you. I think he has that power, right? He holds the fate of sports in his hand. He has for 10 months. On the flip side, maybe he realizes, come on, man. The junior hockey people have been waiting almost a year. They're excited. So let's get it. Let's make it happen. And then for those that were blowing up my phone from other leagues, not happy that the Western Hockey League is able to play and they can't. I just, I can't. You know, that's, that's the stuff you don't hear. That is right? the stuff you don't hear. And unfortunately, this is for me probably, and this is again, just me thinking out loud, probably a little less about, hey, the kids really need this and more about, look at these are elite kids who are trying to make careers out of playing hockey, Right. And the Western Hockey League sends a good bulk of players to the National Hockey League. So there's interest from a bigger body. Less so in the Junior A Leagues. Much less so in the Junior B Leagues. Yeah. So that's where I come at it. You know, We've spent five minutes on point one. So I'm, I'm going to move on. But it, it's, it's very important to us. I'm just hoping for the best like everybody yeah. else. Point two, COVID chaos in the National Hockey League. There are now four teams that are on, under COVID suspension. The Minnesota Wild, New Jersey Devils, Buffalo Sabres, and my team, Saskatchewan's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. So hope all is well there. Brian Burke saying on Sportsnet last night that his biggest fear is that They'll get to the playoffs. They'll complete the regular season, and some teams won't have played 56 games because where are you going to put all these games in they're missing? He thinks it's calamitous. I don't. Berkey knows a lot more than I do. He's been the general manager of four NHL teams, but it is what it is. You know, sports people are creatures of habit. They expect and want everything to be perfect, and when it's not, they're like rock right out of the routine. I'm, I was that way. It's not going to be perfect, guys. No, it's not. I don't think it's the end of the world. Point three, I had down... Here on the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. Your home for the NFL. Charleston Hughes released. Well, 
this morning. That's changed. I had to scribble a new note in here. We broke this story here from the Rod Peterson show that Charleston Hughes has signed with the Toronto Argonauts. That was fast. Story's not done yet, though. But the Argos and Charleston are now on Twitter asking for a new Twitter handle for Chucky because his Twitter handle was at Sakachuan, Sakachuan. This is the Aaron Donald of the CFL, folks. For all those American viewers that are watching, it's big news in the CFL. He's gone to the oldest team in pro football, the Toronto Argonauts. We broke the story. But here in Saskatchewan, it's interesting to see the comments coming out and where they're coming out from. Almost a little bit of damage control. People saying, oh, he's going to the Argos. Well, they go over the cap and nobody cares if they go over the cap. They don't get fined. Almost sour grapes in a way. So there are some fans that are on this side going, hey, he wouldn't take a pay cut. That's on him. The other players do. That's, that's a very valid stance. You got Charleston over here going, I've led this league in sacks the last four years. I'm worthy of this amount of money. They're not going to pay it. Thanks for the memories. And that's where we are. So really big news across the CFL with Charleston Hughes. Uh, point four, a downer. The NLL, National Lacrosse League, cancels its season. I'm going to talk about again here what I talked about an hour ago. People see that. This is two championship playoffs that this NLL will miss. You can basically say two years that they're going to miss because of COVID. And people are saying, CFL fans, that, well, if the NLL can miss two years, maybe we can miss two years and still be okay. And you need to understand, they're nowhere near similar in their business model They're a lot closer to each other than, say, the NFL and CFL or the NHL and CFL. But as a viewer, Ken in Saskatoon texted in last hour, what did he say the average salary was in the NLL? Was it 19,000? Yeah, something like that. The average salary in the CFL, 85,000? The guys in the NLL, we love them. We know them. We've had them in here. Jeff Shatler, we love. But it's their second job. Playing pro lacrosse is their second job. And that goes... For the staff as well, really. They don't have huge, monstrous staffs in the NLL. They're skeleton staffs. CFL, huge staffs. Way bigger coaching staffs. And they're paying the players into the millions of dollars collectively. So you can't compare the two. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Um, Hi, Jacques Dupuis. He says he's trying out the YouTube feed. He's in Ottawa. Rich Allender's watching in Boston, Massachusetts. He says, Charleston Hughes is closer to home now, which may be important to him. I think so. But he's spent his entire CFL career in Western Canada, so how important is it? I know. Jeff in the zone says, sup, Rod and Darren. What do we say back? Sup. Yeah, with the obligatory head nod. Sup. Point five, eight games in the National Hockey League tonight. Here in the Scotia North Division, the big ones are Ottawa at Montreal, Vancouver at Toronto. That's his focus game, Vancouver at Toronto. That's right. And my focus game will be Calgary at Winnipeg, as they're calling it in Winnipeg, game six, (laughs) which it's not, but it feels like it. And moving on to point six, what I love about this show is how we sew things up as the show goes along. We get to the bottom of things. Yep. And what I mean by that is Paul Maurice, the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, and his media availability yesterday went off for as much as Paul Maurice could go off. 
And a reporter, Sean Reynolds, who, great friend of this show, Sportsnet guy, did ask Paul Maurice about the heat that's on the captain there, Blake Wheeler. And I kind of wish we could play the clip here. My wife and I were watching it last night in bed, and uh, her eyes got this big, like, ooh, he doesn't seem very happy. As a matter of fact, Paul Maurice, the coach of the Winnipeg Jets, said he's offended at the criticism of his captain, Blake Wheeler. And what I really loved was when he said, you guys are going to do all your analytics, all your analysis, and do what you do, but can you at least be right? (laughs) That was the best part. And he bit back. He clapped back, yeah. as they say. So I sent a note to a Winnipeg friend of mine, and I said, who was Maurice calling out there? Well, there had to be some newspaper scribe or talk host or somebody that's on Wheeler's butt. And he goes, no, it was for everybody. Everybody in Winnipeg. It wasn't one person. It was their just. It sounds like here with the football team, maybe it's the same there with the hockey team in Winnipeg, they've got to always have one guy. There's always got to be that whipping boy. And I, Line is gone, I guess. So you got to pick, pick one. Sure. And I don't know why it's Wheeler, but seems like, you know, people, I thought they liked him. But yeah, there's always got to be somebody, right? Because nobody ever wants to just admit, not that, not that the Jets are a bad team, because they're not. Six of course and not. Three and one, right? But if, they're, if you are bad, nobody wants to just say, we're bad. We don't have a chance and we suck. You want to look at, no, 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 no. That guy didn't play very good. If he plays better, we'll be better. You always want to blame the problems on somebody, right? Oh, really? So you got to pick something. You, you just noticed? No. You know, and they picked Wheeler. And I don't know. Maurice said he's got 11 points in 10 games. They're six and three. Well, they say that it's a negative media market. I've never lived in Winnipeg. Just a lot of the footballers that have gone from the Blue Bombers and signed here with the Rough Riders, they're like, oh, they always... They're so negative with their line of questioning and stuff. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. I'm trying out the YouTube chat. It's great. Well, our guys here, the technical guys, are telling me that before long, YouTube will be, aside from television, our number one mode of broadcast digitally. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Oh, Gus logged in. Okay, we'll get to that. You had a comment from Norway? Would you mind throwing that up where it is now 7.14 p.m. in Norway from Trent. Norway calling. I'm sad to see Charleston Hughes leave for Toronto, but I wish him all the best. I wish the rush were back in season two, but they will be back. I believe that Tom Brady will win a Super Bowl, but the game comes down to the last minute. Stay well, everyone. Whoa, can your ticker take it if the Super Bowl came down to the last minute? Mine might not. Because I am such a big Tom Brady fan. Not necessarily a Tampa Bay fan, but I don't know if I could take it. Oh. And, and I purposely, I had it down here as a bonus point with Super Bowl 55, but Gus Farratt's going to join us next to talk about that as part of Super Week, presented by Original 16 Canadian Ultra Lager, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. By the way, Thank you for those that have rallied for the Kinsman Telemiracle draw. You see on the over my wa- shoulder here the the total jump by like ten grand over the weekend, or sorry, overnight. Overnight, the uh, the Telemiracle fifty fifty draw is live now. Anybody that knows this province will know. Well, this is the forty fifth year of Telemiracle, which is the telethon on CTV raising money for the Kinsman Foundation. And if you don't know. Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. Tickets for the lottery can be bought 
by anyone over the age of 19 that is physically in the province of Saskatchewan at the time of purchase. As a guy who's lived here all but one of years of my life, I know people that have received the benefit of Kinsman mobility devices from a motorized wheelchair to a lift for your vehicle, for a lift for your home. This is what Kinsman does, folks. And can you imagine the strife that they're under because of COVID and trying to raise money? So anyways, you've got until February 26th to enter the 50-50. You can purchase your tickets at telemiracle5050.ca and the winner will be announced live on Telemiracle 45 on CTV. Our good friend Gus Ferrat joins us next. You're watching the RP Show. It is episode number 414 of Canada's daytime sports talk show across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. i got to check the poll results here, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and that is which team will have more rushing yards in Super Bowl 55, Kansas City or Tampa Bay? Man, there's, there seems to be a lot of Chiefs fans up here, but only by a slim margin. 52% on Twitter are saying the Kansas City Chiefs. On Facebook, what are they saying, dupes? 56%. Yeah, 56%. It's close. Maybe that three-point spread is a lot more accurate than we thought. And as we uh, bring in Gus Farratt, Gus, we've been running some prop bets earlier this week. Who will have more passing yards? They said Mahomes, our voters. We said who would have more yards receiving as a tight end? They said Travis Kelsey. So they're leaning to Kansas City up here, sir. Uh, How about yourself? Uh, I hear that. Uh, You know, I'm kind of leaning Kansas City. That way, too, but you can never count out Tom Brady, as we saw last uh, two weeks ago. And so I think it's going to be a great game. I saw one of your listeners say it's going to come down to the final minutes, and I believe that's probably what's going to happen. But uh, I don't know. I just think Kansas City has a lot of firepower right now. Their defense is definitely playing good enough. But, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. It's, it's, it's uh, just a really tough game to call. <laughs> Isn't it? And I, by the way, I want to back up a little bit for our viewers. Gus Farratt, 15 year Pro Bowl quarterback in the National Football League. And I have a couple business items I want to take uh, care of. You're the host of the Huddle Up with Gus podcast that is going very well. And I see that you've joined a new platform as well to get the word out there. We should talk about that first, Gus. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we um, joined Sounder FM. So Sounder FM was created a few years ago to bring new. Uh, technologies onto the podcasting platform and so what they do is is make it really easy to transcribe your show to uh, find your show and use their their players that they have so i'm really excited to to be uh hosted by sounder fm and i think it's going to be a great partnership with their uh the way they can monetize and and do different things uh, they're really cutting edge and so i'm excited to join sounder fm congratulations and by the way for those watching on youtube live if you have any questions for gus let me know my first real one is, Gus, what would you normally be doing on Thursday of Super Bowl week? Like, we had Warren Moon on here yesterday. He hasn't missed Super Bowl in 35 years, right? He's on Radio Row. He's going to parties. What would you normally be doing if it was a normal Super Bowl year? Usually you try to go. Um, most most of the past years I've taken my, my sons down, and, and we've gone to some parties. We've gone to uh, – 
you know, Radio Row, we've done uh, odds and end things and, and uh, with the NFL alumni, with uh, NFL PA, there's always something going on that you can take part in, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're just uh, there to have a good time. There's tons of stuff at the Super Bowl. Everything this year is virtual, so it's going to be a little strange, but I'm going to try to join some of those sites and, and see what's going on. Next year, Los Angeles, right, Moose? That's right. Yeah, all right, Gus, we will meet you in Los Angeles, and we'll host our shows from Radio Row ourselves. I, I can't wait. So so to what your your bread and butter is the quarterback play? I mean, just your thoughts on uh, Brady versus Mahomes and the matchup. And, and I've, as I've asked all my pundits this week, is it unfair to put them against each other when they're not going to be on the field at the same time? No, I don't think so. I think that's kind of how it goes. You you look at each other. I think that uh, Mahomes' team, they've been together for a while. You look at Tyree Kill, uh, Michael Hardman, uh, the running backs. You know, they, they've had some pieces there in Travis Kelsey, and they've gelled, right? They, they kind of know each other really well. Where Tom Brady came into Tampa, had a lot of weapons, but really had no idea what they were all about. So it's taken them a long time to get to where they are. And, but once they did reach that, I think they're still getting better every week um, and understanding each other. I'm sure that Tom's going to look back at that green Bay game. He's made a couple mistakes late in the game and uh, he was trying to, you know, force the ball a couple of times. I'm sure he's going to look at that, but they have some incredible playmakers on that team. So I think it's just going to be a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, you know, here's my thinking. Nobody's ever really perfect, and I think this will come down to turnovers like any game, but Tampa Bay has overcome mistakes, Gus, and won games. New Orleans, quite a few. And to me, that tells me that that's a sign of a really good team. This is not luck that they're the first home team to ever appear in a Super Bowl. Right, it's not luck at all. Uh, you know, And I think the, the, the one thing I worry about is their two safeties for Tampa Bay is if they're healthy, how they're going to play, because you know that they're going to be on skates, they're going to be chasing guys all over the field. Uh, Kansas City does an incredible job of game planning uh, and not just throwing stuff underneath. I mean, they're going to they're gonna go for home runs. Uh, so those safeties have to be good. They have to be ready to play. And if, if they're not 100% healthy, then uh, I think it may be a struggle for that uh, Tampa Bay secondary. Well, and here's one for you, too. I mean, I've watched every Tampa Bay game this year, just as a Brady fan, as you heard me say. And Dominican Sue, JPP, chased Aaron Rodgers all over the field in week six. Uh, they sacked him in the champion, conference championship game. But they're not facing Aaron Rodgers this week. Like, Patrick Mahomes is probably the most nimble quarterback in the National Football League. How does their challenge and assignments change in the Super Bowl? Well, I think what their job mainly will be is to stop that run game, right? If they can hold the Chiefs to be one-dimensional, I think that's going to be the best. They do have um, one of the best, if not the best, run-stopping uh, defenses in the league. So I think that's that's the key is if they can just hold that run game down to uh, a very low number, put Patrick back and pass, and and then, then JPP and those guys can get after the rush a little bit. Uh, I think the hardest part for the Chiefs will, is losing their left tackle, um, you know, bringing in a young guy. And so I'm sure they're going to have a game plan on how to attack him and how to, how to keep him frustrated. And, and you know, then if you think about the Chiefs and what Andy Reid has been around so long, I can imagine the tight end being on that side, protecting that tackle as much as possible. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought up Andy Reid because it's interesting. They're going after back-to-back -back Super Bowls. 
Bruce Arians has been here before, and you, it looked like him and Tom were uh, not getting along throughout the season. You see all the coverage that I do. Clearly, that was either bunk or they got over it. How much does coaching come down? Come like, do the players decide it in a Super Bowl, or is it X's and O's? Well, I think for the most part, I would say ninety percent of it, the players are going to decide it, right? For for making mistakes, mental mistakes, uh, you know, not catching the ball, things like that. But when it comes to coaching, those those uh, replay decisions, all those decisions we saw in the Green Bay game, uh, they kicked the field goal rather than having Aaron Rodgers go for it on fourth down. Which, you know, that's a coaching decision. And and but I think with Tom Brady, uh, that those decisions become a little easier because you trust him so much. He's been there. And if I look at somebody who has more rings, is it Bruce Arians or Tom Brady? You're probably going to go with what Tom Brady wants to do. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Here's some. We're getting into some fun questions then. Like on the Matt LaFleur thing, what did you think when he trotted out the field goal crew late in the, the NFC Championship game? Was I'm like, I just envisioned a white flag being waved. What did you think? Yeah, that that is a very tough decision. I'm sure that's one that he wakes up in the middle of the night and still thinks about. You know, that's, that's kind of like in Pittsburgh here when Mike Tomlin punted it on fourth and short and didn't go for it in the playoff game. People are still upset about that. And, you know, the way I look at it is you might as well put it in the hands of your best player. Um, yeah, three points uh, are, is, is great. But in those types of games, you got to score seven. And if there's anybody you want to put it on, it's going to be your star player, which is Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's a decision that he's going to probably not like the rest of his life. But that's one they made and, and uh, they're going to have to live with it. Well, this is why I think, uh, well, I know why your podcast is so much fun because you don't bite your lip. And like Lafleur, after the game at the news conference is saying, well, I regret it because it didn't work. And it's, Gus, how many times, because you've been around it, I've been around it, do you see a coach saying something and you're like, he's lying. Either that or he won't admit his mistake, right? Like that is coach speak right there. Well, that's it. Everybody wants to cover their tracks and, you know, it, it's easy to have 2020 vision when you look back at it. But for me, if, if uh, you're going to fail, you might as well fail, go big and go or go home. Right. And so the way I look at it is if you're going to get in those opportunities and you're that close to going to a Super Bowl, uh, that's the guy I wanted. I don't want it on my right foot of my kicker. I want it on, you know, the right arm of my quarterback. Speaking of from our viewers, Michael Willoughby asks, Question for Gus, if Brady wins on Sunday, will he become the undisputed greatest player in league history? If I may, I think we've decided that already. Maybe you don't agree, but they're saying if he wins Sunday, he might be the greatest athlete of all time. Where are you on that discussion? Well, I don't know about that one because <laughs> I can only speak about football. But uh, I think he's already undisputedly the, the greatest QB of all time. It, it, there's really not going to be anybody that can – can match that uh, to have somebody go and play as long as he has to break the records. He has, um, there was a pretty interesting tweet the other day that I saw that broke his career down to every seven years. And even every seven years of his career, he's a hall of fame quarterback um, compared to every other quarterback that's in the hall of fame. So th what he has done has been remarkable. And I really don't see even as good as Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, just think about it. He has to stay healthy for another 18 years to catch Tom Brady. Well, <laughs> unbelievable. I like Aikman, by the way. I, I don't know your thoughts on Troy Aikman, but when they were comparing Mahomes to him last year, remember what he said? He's like, talk to me when he's got three Super Bowls. Not one, but 
Troy's my guy. But a question here on Brady. I flipped this around on guys this week. Would the Patriots have won any Super Bowls without Tom Brady? Because you're seeing guys like Ninkovich and so forth saying the, the Patriot weighs Tom Brady, not Bill. Where do you stand on that? Well, who's in the Super Bowl and who isn't, right? So I, you look at that, and, and Tom is, is, I think you have to look at both of them for as many as they've, they've been to and won. But uh, Tom Brady was kind of the standard for Patriot way. And, uh, you know, I don't think that anybody's going to argue that. And so if, if you look at both of them together, that's probably why they've won so many. Um, if Tom Brady didn't have Bill Belichick and had a different coach, may, they may not have been there as many times because it's not one player that does it all that wins a championship, right? And he's got to play. They get, you got to have the defense. You got to have the special teams. And you got to have the coaching that that puts you there. And so I think Tom, with all those things together, succeeded. And we saw, you know, they've had some incredible plays. They have had a lot of talent this year, and they didn't start out very good. So I think it's all together what the Patriot way is, but I think Tom is definitely the, the top of the mountain. 20 years of it. It's uh, it's a shame the way it ended, but these relationships sour. It happens. And with the Bucks this year, no preseason you know, let's not forget about that. But lastly, uh, Gus, have you made a prediction? Will you make a prediction? What do you think is going to go down on Sunday? Yeah, I, I, I like the Chiefs in the game. I just think that their their firepower, their star power is, is great. I like the way that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy call plays. And I think their defense is going to play well enough and 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 get a turnover or two to help them solidify a win in that game. I I, ho- I don't know if they're going to beat the spread, but I just think the Chiefs are going to win. Gotcha. What is your Super Bowl plan, by the way? I, I assume you uh, will have some chili going with the kids. I love that they like our tweets, retweet our stuff. <laughs> Gunner especially. Uh, you're going to be watching with with your crew, obviously. Oh, yeah. So, so Gunner's home. Gabe is getting ready to go back to college for his last semester of school at Delaware. Um, and so, uh, if Gabe is still here on Sunday, we're going to, we're going to all be watching the game. Uh, we're even going to make my wife watch the game, which since I left football, she hasn't had as much interest in it, but, uh, it's the Super Bowl. Everybody loves to watch it. Maybe we'll do a little Buffalo chicken dip and, and, uh, have a few beers and have fun. Sounds great. All right, Gus, appreciate you. Always enjoy chatting ball with you. Stay safe and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. Definitely. Thanks for having me on, Rod. I really appreciate it. And everyone can check me out at huddleupwithgus.com. There you go. Follow all their social media platforms to do so. Gus Verrat joining us from Pennsylvania. Got me uh, hungry? Hungry for <laughs> Super Bowl snacks. Yeah. yeah, that buffalo chicken dip. Uh, Clark's telling me that Brandon London is loaded up and ready to go. So uh, we'll pause. But again, our Super Week coverage brought to you by Original 16 Ultra. An Original 16 to fit your active lifestyle. Superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show across the Game Plus TV network. Live daily on Facebook and YouTube. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. We are uh, just a little out of order here. We're going to hold off on our sports update because our Super Week 
coverage continues as we move along to Sunday with the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. Brandon London joins us, no stranger to the program, but I'll just reintroduce you to him as a member of the New York Giants, Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Montreal Alouettes for three seasons. Super Bowl champion joins us today from Denver, Colorado. Brandon, Brandon London, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, Rod, thanks for having me back on, man. Like Sooner or later, I'm going to have to have my own segment now. <laughs> no, I agree. Absolutely. And hey, so you're a host on Giants TV. You played on all these major markets and you've settled in Denver. What's the story there? What, what, is Denver home for you? What's the deal? Denver is where we shoot Daily Blast Live. So that's my Monday through Friday. I, I shoot here, the daytime talk show that I'm on Monday through Friday. And then when I go do giant stuff, I, well, pre-COVID, I would fly, take a red eye and go out and uh, do my giant stuff on the weekends and fly back into Denver to do daytime TV again. So I'm a man of many, I wear many hats. Wear well, many you're, hats. You're, you're, a, you're a grinder. You grind. So COVID slowed you down a little bit, hey? Um, what's the COVID outlook down there? Because we hear a lot of news out of Colorado. It's not all good. Any sign of getting back to normal anytime soon? Uh, they just opened up, I guess they just opened capacity some for indoor dining, uh, which is kind of looks, it's kind of looks good for the future. But honestly, man, I'm just kind of staying, staying low, staying put, you know, our, our studio schedule has been drastically changed. We don't shoot as many live shows. You go from shooting six live shows to just two a day, you know, one's live to tape. Everything, you know, it, it has been affected through that. But, you know, at the same time, I can't complain. Well, people have lost their lives. People have lost their jobs. I still find a way to be, one, safe, responsible, but still be able to create content, do content with the Giants because I was shooting remotely for Daily Blast Live and going into the facility, constantly getting tested during the season. But I lived in New Jersey during that time. Um so, I, you know, I can't complain about it. I, I got what I could out of, you know, trying to work, create content in this business. But, you know, I, I'm blessed, man. I'm going to keep grinding when it's open. The world is open and it's safe again. Yeah. Well, I'm getting varying reports about what's going on in Tampa for Super Bowl week. You can just imagine. I hear some people are having a blast. I hear it's awful for others. I would tend to believe that because I don't really know what's open in Tampa Bay. But assuming all was normal. Would you be there? What would your Thursday at Super Bowl week be like? Uh, well, you want the PG version or the, you know, give me, nah, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with, with saying. No, but, but that's, but here's the thing, you, because football sports is like the great uh, uniter, you know, and you just think about that week when you fly in and not only it's the networking, when you're going to Maxim parties or ESPN parties, Madden parties. You're rubbing shoulders with people. You're meeting people, but you're genuinely, you're genuinely having fun. You know, you're going to these events. You're away. You're just having fun. And for me, that's the media side or the networking side. But then there's also the football player side to where, you know, I always go back mentally to my rookie year being, you know, a member on the Giants practice squad, but but being Randy Moss that week and doing Super Bowl uh, media day and, and, holding uh, the country singer uh, uh, Kelsey Pinkler or Kelly P Pinkler, like oh my Kelly Pinkler, yeah. <laughs> Kelly Pinkler, like doing that. And like, you, you know, I have, you have photos from that. You have memories forever. So for me, Super Bowl week, that two weeks, you know, that first week is that grind in terms of, you know, putting in the game plan and, and, uh, and, and, and like getting, getting the actual like on field work. But then that last week, you know, as the player, it was fine tuning, 
But then as the TV media guy, you know, guy who loves shenanigans, good sh- uh, a good party or two, that second week is like where you go and you hang out and have such a good time. And it just sucks that COVID took that away from a lot of people. Well, for sure. And uh, the next Super Bowl I go to will be my first, but I've been to, I think, 20 great cups, 19 or 20. It is, I don't think it's a ton different in that. You, I put it like a right in the middle. <sighs> this is party. This is football. And they don't cross. So you just covered the party side, or they shouldn't cross anyways for the players. That's, that's another matter. But, yeah. but with the football, um, it is a wonderful matchup. So do you go along with what the pundits are saying? Some are saying this is the greatest matchup in Super Bowl history. Do you go along with that? Uh, I mean, you ha- you have to hype this game. This is a big game. There's so many storylines in it, but I pick, I, I go through and I pick individual storylines that I'm going to pretty much like pay attention to. So the whole Spags, C Spagnola versus Tom Brady matchup, obviously he's beaten them twice, two Super Bowls against Brady, you know, uh, Spags being a D coordinator for, for Kansas city. I want to see that the receivers cheetah versus, uh, uh, the Bucks, Bucks DBs, and it's just everything that the the Chiefs offense, like being a receiver and watching their offense and how they counter punch everything, it's it's, it's just truly remarkable. Because I, I just I, I I imagine what their offensive meetings are like, how fun they are to watch each other make plays, and because when you're making plays for your team, like for your brothers, and you're going on to the biggest game again. Like it's it's the best feeling in the world as a player to watch those meetings. So you know that that whole Spags uh, matchup. It's obviously the Chiefs' offense, but I just like any other any other person who doesn't really have a horse in the race. I just want to see a good game, man. Good football because we don't get it for a, a long time after this one. Yeah, and who knows with the CFL either? But <laughs> I'm looking at this. You're 36, and you've been retired a Ooh. while. Ooh, and you, ah, but look at Tom, 43, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he wants to play to 45 or more. And why wouldn't he? What did you think without revelation when he came out on media day and says he wants to play 45 plus? The, the, the competitor in me was like, yeah, I can do that too. But my right knee, my right meniscus was like, no, you can't, <laughs> you know, like, and if it's feeling like this at 36, those aches and pains from you know, constant workouts and, and getting hit and you know, getting tackled and trying to, and I was a special teamer as well. So trying to tackle and fit and we had the wedge back then. So trying to fit between four, 300 pound dudes, you know, my wear and tear at 36 is, you know, unreal. So I can only imagine what other guys feel like, but he takes care of his body and he's, there's something you pull out of him and it's that competitor. That's why when when certain competitors, the Jeters, the Strahans, the Jordans, the Bradys, when they say they're going to do something, you automatically have to listen because it's like that guy outworks everyone. That and then he outshines everyone in some of the biggest moments as well. So he's different when he says he wants to do or she as well, or he or she wants to do something because they're they're champions. You can't go really go against a champion, you know. You can bet against one, but it's it's going to sting you more than you're going to win, you know. Hey, two last questions for you, Brandon. Uh, one, a prediction. I'm writing everybody's prediction down as we go. How do you think Super Bowl Fifty Five is going to go and finish? I hope I, I want an overtime game. I want to go. I want, <laughs> I'm going to see like an overtime game, and then it's it's Brady just drives. Then no, Brady drives down. 
and he he puts it away. It's it's a game winner. And uh, fittingly for this story, it goes to either Gronk or Antonio Brown. Wow. So you're saying Tampa by seven? Tampa by six because you don't have to kick that extra point. They'll the Chiefs will get the the Chiefs will get the ball. The Chiefs will get the ball in the first uh, overtime. Something's going to happen. They're going to stop. Bucks defense going to make a stop. Brady's going to go down. He's going to go score. Now you're getting Game fancy. Nine. I got Bucks by seven. So we're on the we're on the same wavelength there. And lastly, I see that London. Uh, sorry, that Dolphins jersey over your shoulder. I saw an interview yeah. with Tua this morning on Get Up where he was not happy with his rookie season. How would you uh, characterize Tua Tungliavoa's rookie season with the Dolphins? Well, I mean, you go from a program like uh, Alabama, you know, you're playing for Nick Saban. You're, you're, you can tell he was probably used to something. You're, winning, you're used to such a, like a winning program. And, yeah, he went through some adversity why he was there. But it's different, you know, your rookie year. He didn't get that traditional rookie year like, uh, like 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 other quarterbacks before him, especially when you're taking over a franchise, and you can say, "Well, look at Justin uh, Herbert; he, he didn't he didn't have one as well." But each guy is individual. Each athlete comes around when that athlete comes around. So you can tell he's probably as a as a competitor, he's more frustrated with himself because he sets himself at a higher standard, and he's not he can't or he hasn't been able to do that in one short span one season with one team you know with with that Miami Dolphin team just now so competitors talk stuff gets blown up but the guy he's going to show up to work he's going to get better they're going to continue to build put pieces around him I hope he doesn't go anywhere they don't trade him away but at the end of the day it's the NFL you compete and if you don't do he doesn't do it with the Dolphins he'll get an opportunity somewhere else Right, and they'll move on. Brandon London, yeah. always great. Great analysis. Enjoy Super Bowl uh, Sunday. Stay safe, my friend, yeah. and let's do it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. And thank you, bud. NFL, CFL alum, and Super Bowl champion Brandon London joining us from Denver, Colorado. Sports update. Worst versus first in the NHL's Scotia North Division tonight. The first place Montreal Canadiens host the last place Ottawa Senators in one of three all-Canadian matchups. Elsewhere, the Maple Leafs entertain the Vancouver Canucks and the Winnipeg Jets host the Calgary Flames. Canada will not boycott the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing despite calls from human rights organizations to do so. A coalition of 180 rights groups want a boycott of Beijing's Winter Olympic and Paralympic Games because of reported human rights abuses against ethnic minorities in China. Two of the top teams in the NBA's Western Conference square off tonight. The LA Lakers are home to the Denver Nuggets. LA is third in the West, while Denver is fourth. Toronto Raptors return to action tomorrow night against Brooklyn. Three Canadians are in the field as the PGA Tour gets back to business today at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, and Corey Connors will tee it up at the annual Super Bowl weekend event. I checked the forecast in Phoenix, as I always do. Sunny, 23, 24, all through the weekend. The Minnesota Twins uh, are bringing back 40-year-old D.H. Nelson Cruz. A person with knowledge of the negotiations tells the Associated Press. Cruz has signed a one-year, $13 million deal with the Twins. Last season batted 303, 16 homers in 53 games. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, corner of Rochdale and Pasqua, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Now with eight amazing, amazing flavors, order yours at g2gbars.ca. Dupes rejoins me for the overtime segment next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV.
As well as listen uh, live at Sides Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Ron. And Moose DuPont. And I'm going to tell all those that are texting my phone, my personal phone, that want to talk about Charleston Hughes and the dub and everything, right in now. This is the viewer takeover, because when I leave here, when the show's over, I don't want to talk about it. I want to watch Yellowstone, and I want to do other things. Okay? Yes. So write me now when you want to talk about this stuff, not later. Please and thank you. To the YouTube stream, because for me, Facebook's down today. Uh, the comments. From Clay Bombing and Brandon, Canada should be boycotting the Winter Olympics. Ridiculous. Uh, your opinion. I'd say, come on, man. Robin and Prince Albert says, Premier Scott Moe said that he is not aware of any agreement the Saskatchewan government and WHL have. We're hearing more and more and more that the report by Jeff Merrick at Sportsnet is greatly premature. We got word from the WHL office right into the bunker here that there is no agreement. So I don't know how premature is it. I know you have a thought on that. Yeah, if it's you know not signed off on yet. And I know... You know, we want to make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed before we make that announcement. I don't know that the agreement just, or that that tweet from Merrick would have just came out of thin air. I'd love to know who told him, wouldn't but, you? Yeah, I'd love to know how but much that, substance there is. What we're saying is, is this like the Rod tweets with the CFL that are actually right and they say are wrong, but then a couple of weeks later it turned out to be right? Because they just want to release it? You're right. Or is it he's actually wrong? I actually, I've never met Jeff Merrick, but I think the world of him, I think he's very good at what he does. Yeah. He's not going to put his reputation out on the line with a tweet like that. That's got everybody talking. So where is it? That's why I didn't really want to touch on it too much. I just want to get him back playing CFL report that we do daily. The Toronto Argonauts announced today. The team has signed American defensive lineman, Charleston Hughes, Argos VP of player personnel, John Murphy said in the news release, we couldn't be more thrilled to have Charleston in double blue. His list of accomplishments speaks for itself, and the veteran presence he will bring to the locker room is immeasurable. Charleston makes a living in other teams' backfields, and we are ecstatic he is on our side. Riders did do a lot of winning in Charleston's time. Oh, yeah. And now he's in Argo. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have signed American receiver Kenny the King Lawler to a one-year extension. I like that. I gave him the nickname The King. I like it. Not the Bombers. Lawler was named the Bombers' top rookie in 2019 after leading the club with 637 receiving yards. The Ottawa Red Blacks have re-signed American linebacker Avery Williams. The Temple University product had 69 defensive tackles with Ottawa in 2019, his second year with the team. The Edmonton football team has signed American defensive end Sean Lemon to a one-year deal for his career, the Lemonator has 70 sacks and 22 forced fumbles. Back to the Argos, they've signed American defensive backs Robertson Daniel and Treston DeCoud, while linebacker Travis Freeney has opted back into his contract. And out in Vancouver, we haven't forgotten about UBC, 
The Lions signed Canadian linebacker Adam Konar to a contract extension. The North Vancouver, B.C. product will return for a second season with the Lions. And he had a tremendous sim season, if you remember. That's right. Starting middle linebacker for the B.C. Lions in our CFL sim schedule. So I'm uh, ready to go off the air. Oh, yeah. Why does it feel that today wasn't stressful? It just feels long. We covered so much ground today. Yeah. A little rush. Like, it feels like there was too much to pack in yeah to the show like it's, it's nobody's fault no it's just it happens it's a good thing people are telling us to go to three hours but my brother the cowboy said hey you don't want to oversaturate it that was from the cowboy leave them wanting and i think about what's the seinfeld line yeah leave them wanting more i'm gonna put this out here though don't miss out on this week's super bowl nfl bet and get from Come On Canada, our official betting partner of the Rod Peterson Show. Get 50% of your Super Bowl wager back as a free bet to be used in play for the Super Bowl. Bet up to $160, get $80 back. For more information, head to comeon.com today. Don't forget that we are debuting this Saturday at noon on Access Television. I guess we're filming some of that here as soon as we get off the air of this yeah. network broadcast. We had a whole lot of shaking going on. Tomorrow on the program, our NFL insider, Tory Gurley. One last appearance by Tory before the Super Bowl. Yep. What a great time to uh, finish off the week with his Super Bowl bet. Keith Janot will be joining us from Direct West. Johnny Avello from DraftKings. This will be the biggest betting uh, weekend of the year, yep. I would think. And John Frenzy. That is all coming up tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, right here. Please join us for a Football Friday on Game Plus. Angering people is a gift of mine. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.